good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Hidney Cup, Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. They are, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news stories and events from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, you know, before we get too far in this, you know, Haley, I want to ask you, do you know what time of year this is now? Um, I think it's supposed to be winter, but I, I'm not seeing much snow. Yeah, um, and you are a skier, aren't you, or a downhiller? I am. Yeah, that's so funny you, you're talking about that, because I was just out at Afton Alps uh, today checking out the runs, and they have some open, so. I like cool. how you said Afton Alps. You said it with, like, a British accent. Often, oh, no. often <laughs> Alps down, yeah, kind of like uh, Lovey on Gilligan's Island. That was awesome. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that show in forever. Yeah. <laughs> Good change. Uh, hey, so we got uh, Arvina uh, on today, Arvina Martin, and we're going to try and quiz her um, and trick her again into questions that she doesn't know the answers to. And then we have Bob Blake uh, from Red Lake, which I just love to say all the time. Um, uh, he'll be on later, too, talking mm -hmm. about uh, a lot of good things. Yeah, that uh, that we like to talk about with him. There's so many good uh, things going on. Yeah, well, it's also the time of the year too to uh, make sure uh, you have your health insurance in check going into the new year. So uh, if you do not uh, have that set up, uh, head over to Mincher.org where they have professional professionals on staff that will help you pick the right plan for you at the uh, most affordable price. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we got a, a a lot of people out there that like uh, killing stuff for no apparent reason. Uh, right. We got an article we were going to talk about. Do, do you want to yeah. pull that up? And uh, I have a, a audio clip I want to play, too, uh, after you bring this up. Perfect. Yeah, well, Robert, I know you've had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Minnesota Representative Rick Hansen uh, this past Minnesota State Fair. So I'd like to share something from his most recent press release. Um, it actually has to do with one of our great partners, Dr. Maureen Hackett at Howling for Wolves. Oh. Um, yeah, how? <laughs> um, this, is, this update is regarding the deer hunting um, updates. So this is saying um well we talked that, about the deer hunting being uh people aren't hunting as much as they used to and there was yeah. less deer deers bagged as they like to put it and uh we have like uh, crazy politicians talking crap about it now mm -hmm. and there's a lot more um renewed calls in the press uh specifically for uh, wolf hunts in Minnesota to be legal again, uh, with lobbying groups claiming that healthy wolf populations are harming wild deer numbers and are hurting our hunting economy in return. Um, so uh, reporter Christopher Ingram cautious us, cautions us that blaming wolves for declines in the deer harvest may be misplaced. Um, as population declines uh, are likely also results of our harsh winters and lack of habitat. So mm -hmm. once again, this illustrates the data and science that uh, not, you know, we can't listen to, you know, for policymaking here, especially yeah. in St. Paul. Well, they want to look for any reason. And, you know, I don't know if you were working with us here on Native Roots Radio, but when I was at the Wolf, uh, uh, spoke about wolves and how sacred they are for us uh, at the Capitol uh, this past session, um, I had Republicans coming at me uh, equating it with abortion. And it was right. like, or, or like gun laws or something. Yeah, here, now listen, this is a, a little clip I have here that I always think of when we talk about these uh, people that uh, think they should be killing wolves and anything they want because, well, they're the superior race, I guess. 
Right. Right. I've tried to play it and it didn't work. It's okay. Boys, looky there. That there's a Rocky Mountain black bear. One of the few remaining of its kind. Isn't it beautiful? I got it. It's coming right for us. <laughs> so, um, in order to kill that uh, sacred uh, <laughs> bear on South Park, they had to pretend yell out, he's coming right at us. <laughs> mm. And he's just standing wow. there. So I always think, of, that's what I always think of when uh, when I hear these stories about these yeah. these poor uh, hunters that want to just kill wolves because they like killing wolves. Yeah, I mean, well, and I don't know, are they thing. just not, not seeing the deer up there? Because, I mean, obviously I, I reside in, in the city's metro, but um, I have relatives who live up north, and, and when I've visited them this past fall we've seen a, a bunch of deer and they looked very healthy and right. i go to i do a lot of hiking here at our state parks our local county parts here in, in washington county and always see deer always see deer um all times of the day and you know maybe the deer are just staying away from the hunters because i don't know maybe they're killing them um but our harsher winters hard to say definitely um has an effect on animal migrations and where they eat you know especially with climate change who knows what kind of patterns will start to emerge with our other wildlife in the area and you know i think one of the the comments that a deer hunter made actually <laughs> they called it, um our relationship a weird love affair with the wolves and actually, um, in most of our native nations, the animal of the wolf ho holds um, abundant importance, right? So our stories told in Ho-Chunk about our wolf clan and our relatives kind of sound um, something like this. So this is coming from the Milwaukee Public Museum. Um, the origin of the wolf clan. So the ancestors of the wolf clan were all wolves. Long ago, the wolf people had no clothing and did not know how to use fire at the time of creation. Earthmaker made four brothers, a green wolf, a black wolf, a white wolf, and a gray wolf. And these four were the ancestors of the wolf clan. And um, at this time, these four kinds of wolves lived on the earth's surface. But after a while, all but the gray wolf went to live in one of the realms below the earth surface. Um, and they only appear above ground on rare occasions. So after a while, the gray wolves became Indians and they were the ancestors of the wolf clan. So this mystical, this mythical ancestry can be seen in names given to boys in our wolf clan families, you know, such as the firstborn son being named um, Clear Blue Sky, meaning day after mm -hmm. the first mythical wolf brother, or the second son is called Black Wolf after the second wolf brother. And that one refers to night and the third son was named White Wolf and the fourth gray fur. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's well, it's not just always, a love affair. <laughs> we, we always talk about, too, that, um, you know, uh, we've learned our ways from the wolves, too, by watching them and how they uh, have pack leaders. And if you kill off a pack leader, how devastating that is to the whole pack. And uh, we, we as natives and uh, thousands of years ago watched the wolves and uh, to learn how to live and I just want to say one other thing, too. Our lieutenant governor is in the Wolf wolf Clan. Mm -hmm. The 46 gauge, Dad. All right, here, one more. It's coming right for us! Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... You know, we just have to bring out the news because I, I you know, I found that, um, again, gun rights, abortion rights, all these things want to be uh, tucked right into a nice uh, package. And uh, our Republican uh, relatives are not for anything, but they're against mm -hmm. a lot of things. And uh, one of them they're just for is their, their gun rights, as we see what's happening in the schools and all these areas with the gun violence. Um, nobody needs an AK-47 to uh, go hunting. and uh, right. So it's, it's one of those things. And uh, thanks for bringing that story up because it's irritating. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun. We got Arvina up next. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it together here and yes. uh, say we're going to, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay with us with our Ho-Chunk sister. ho -wah. This 
If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. As we gear up for the holiday season, let's prioritize the safety of our community, especially our cherished elders and loved ones. As you plan your holiday gatherings, remember, whether you're young or in good health, you could still unknowingly spread COVID-19. The key to a safer celebration is getting vaccinated. The newest vaccines are authorized, effective against current variants, and FDA approved for ages six months and up. So here's the call to action. Be a vaccinative. Protect yourself and your loved ones. Getting vaccinated before your holiday gatherings is a powerful way to ensure a safer and happier time for everyone. Let's honor our elders by preserving their wisdom and stories for generations to come. So be a vaccinative this holiday season. Find more information including clinics with free vaccines at vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we, we are with our friend Arvina Martin, uh, sometime a guest host here on Native Ritz Radio, but also our big Wisconsin connection here, and we always love to check in because we are on the Civic Media Network across the state of Wisconsin, and uh, we uh, we respect uh, that, and we'd like to bring in, uh, we have, have an all-ho-chunk meeting here right now, it seems like, and uh, we need our, our um, prayer plate and, uh, and and talk about some things. But hey, Arvina, welcome. Hello, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, and I got to re- give you your uh, just dues here. You're the CEO, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the second segment. But I'd like to catch up with yeah. you and uh, what's happening Ho-Chunk and Wisconsin-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I love I Good love our Ho-Chunk Wednesdays. Yeah, and you hear? Did you hear uh, our uh, our relative introduce the segment too, Charisse? I did. I did. <laughs> so that Very was appropriate. That was good by the mothership. The producers at uh, at the at station did that. That was awesome. Um, so I, I was at an area meeting Monday in Chicago, and I ran into Casey Brown. And uh, Casey, uh, I was congratulating him, and I don't think a lot of people knew what I was talking about. But uh, there was a, a he won a, helped win an Emmy for the nation. Mm. Yeah. I, it's pretty exciting. Um, he won a, I believe it was like a region, like a Midwest regional Emmy. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was about my Choka Truman Lowe and about him, um, his his art and his life and education. Uh, so it, I I got to see it and it it was it was great. It made me cry. It was lovely to see um, my Choka Truman uh, and. See, you know, hear his voice again. It made me really happy. For our, uh, our listeners out there that aren't sacred as much as we are, Choka means grandfather. And uh, sorry, <laughs> no, don't be sorry. We're here educating, and we have a lot of white allies listening. And uh, yeah, uh, we'd like to bring that up because, uh, like uh, Haley's my Chujunk, my niece, and yeah. I guess you would be my my sister, or maybe you'd be my Chujunk too, in a on a long long way. Oh, uh. <laughs> we gotta we gotta figure that out. We gotta do our do some uh, genealogy and figure out 
if we're related and how so. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know our friend Danielle you're related to, and she told me mm-hmm. I'm related to her. So somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, uh, you know, and I always talk about that, uh, you know, with genocide and all the diseases and everything, there were so few of us at one time that we all are related in one way or another that have, um, that have made it through to this point in the 21st century. Yeah, it's really sad to think about all those family lines that um, are that that kind of left us due mm-hmm. to disease, due to policies of the U.S. government, um, and you know, it it it's sad that that our our communities and our families kind of went into a bottleneck um, because of it. So, yeah, I also mm-hmm. I just got my hair cut. So I'm still getting used to bangs. So if you see me fussing with my hair because I see myself and I'm like, oh, my gosh, not what I want to do. <laughs> oh, it looks great. So for those who are watching as well as listening. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes we forget this is a radio show because we're so enamored with looking at each other. And it's like, hey, <laughs> what's that over there? And then we start talking and it's like, well, oh, people on the the 20,000 people that are listening to us right now do not know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. a great reminder for anyone listening out there. Um, you can always watch us if you're curious to see what we're doing, what we what we look like, what we're wearing that day, how crazy Robert's hair is that day. Um, <laughs> you can always find us on Facebook or YouTube at Native Brits Radio. Here, and I thought you were going to say what kind of cool t-shirt I was wearing, and now you went right at the hair, didn't you? It was sticking up, so I had to, <laughs> I had to comment on it. <laughs> but we were talking about my hair before, too. Not, uh, yeah, off air. But hey, uh, <laughs> Arvina, uh, so how, how often are you going back? And I saw, uh, I think you changed your profile picture or whatever. Not that I'm stalking I you, did. but to your, uh, to your roller, roller derby stuff. Yeah, um, I did. I played my first bout, um, my first game since like 2019, and my team won, and we uh, and I played well. So I was pretty pleased. It, it's that's a long time to be off skates, but you know, muscle memory comes back and and or, or helps. And and um, I really, it's a it's a great sport. And and all you wonkshicks, all you native people, <laughs> think about roller derby as a sport. It's it's a wonderful way to get your aggression out. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what else is going on in Wisconsin, Arvina? Um, I know uh there's there's weirdness going on. There's uh our our relatives that live up to the north of us, not Ho Chunk, but our native relatives uh uh have a beef with the state and I've I've kind of if with my other job, I've heard a lot about it. What have you heard? I, you know, I have, have only heard things that are in the media. And it sounds like, um, you know, that the the Wisconsin Joint Finance Committee um, not giving, and I know I mentioned this briefly uh, last week, um, but is not agreeing to their compact, the, their side of the compact in which they would return um, $1 million of gaming revenue back to each tribe. And they have, the Joint Finance Committee had decided to not give that money to the Lacta Flambeau and Bad River tribes um, because of, of various issues um, relating to their land and how they've been operating. Um, and, and it's turned into you know, quite an ordeal. I know that Governor Evers, our 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 friend, uh, Governor Tony Evers, um, is is suing um, to get that those payments to Lacta Flambeau and to Bad River. Um, but it sure seems like uh, the Republicans on the Joint Finance Committee have a lot to say about this and are really upset. Um, and I think that you know they're they're casting a lot of uh negative negativity onto the tribes when you know the tribes are operating the way that they have and um i know in particular lacta flambeau uh with access to to land on the reservation the town has has not negotiated a new a new um what would the word be a new legal 
way to, to for for non um, tribal members to access the roads that are on tribal land, and you know that sure seems like a them problem, not a Lactoflamabo problem, to me at least. Right, Seriously. exactly. Uh, you know, and it just it, there's a lot of things that are askew that that uh, that we need to talk about. And you know, one of the weird things I've I've heard and noticed too is that you talk a little bit about compacts, and uh, that's kind of the uh, just real layman's term. That's kind of the agreement we have with the state as a, a mm -hmm. tribal nation. Um, you know, you see these gas stations and things like that that have uh, uh, slot machines, and you're just going, how can that happen, and who's regulating this? And the answer is it is happening, and no one's regulating it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, or or in uh, taverns or any right. kind of space in Wisconsin, you can find those VFW halls, like all of it, um, and and people just, yeah, you're right. People don't think anything of it. Yeah. So it, it, the, I guess what I'm trying to say, too, is that it works both ways. I mean, if they're yeah. upset with certain things, I mean, we have things that we're upset about. And I know um, it's hard for us here in Minnesota, too. We have a lot of good laws going on, a lot of good things happening. But I always kind of question to myself, uh, okay, where's the teeth? Are we able to, to um, make this law really uh what what happens if you go against the law and, and things like that so those are questions that that you know i always have in my mind that there's all this good work and good compact and a good work by native communities in wisconsin and minnesota um but is there any teeth to to these laws that are helping protect us and a lot of times it isn't yeah, you could say that about uh, Act 31 as well, which is uh, the legislation in Wisconsin that requires Wisconsin schools to teach um, mm -hmm. about age appropriate uh, or teach age appropriate lessons about um, tribes in Wisconsin, the history of tribes in Wisconsin, cultures um, and, you know, structures of tribes in Wisconsin. And that law has been in effect for decades and it barely anybody does it again, like you said, because there there are no teeth and there are no ramifications for not um for not do putting it into their curriculum and and right. you know you see the results when like i talk to people all the time who are like how come we never learned any of this in school <laughs> and my answer is always you were supposed to um right. but 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 for some reason school districts haven't prioritized it i mean i think we can probably guess what that some of those reasons are um but you know, it's a real shame and it, it does a disservice to all of us um, Native people in Wisconsin and all of our tribes, you know, um, putting in all of this really great work to, to help educate and, and not having that work reciprocated. Absolutely. Hey, we're here with uh, CEO uh, Arvina Martin of Emerge Wisconsin, and we're just having our normal weekly chat here and our blood pressure is getting up here so we better take a break <laughs> you're listening to native ritz radio presents i'm awake and we'll be right back after this short break stay with us Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live, live and, and let, let howl. howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. 
Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for clear skies tonight with a low around 27, Thursday sunny with a high near 46, and Friday cloudy with a high around 44. Experience the bold flavors of Szechuan and Mandarin cuisine at the Great Wall Restaurant. Indulge in their menu favorites like the hot and sour soup, sesame chicken, and Peking duck. Order for takeout and view the extensive menu at greatwallydina.com. Conveniently located just south of 50th and France and Edina. Again, greatwallydina.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by J.S. Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Only the good stuff keeps us awake. Yes, we are awake, that's for sure. Hey, with our Vina Martin here, Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin, and I guess I made you CEO, too, at the end of the... <laughs> so so we, we give you a, a big title there, but no, you're the Executive Director of Emerge Wisconsin. We'll talk yep. a little bit about that. Uh, uh, I still, now that we've kind of uh, uh, cleared up a few things about Minnesota and Wisconsin and uh, the good and the bad things that are happening, globally, uh, you know, uh, well... Let me back up a second. Did you hear the promo there with Dallas Goldtooth? I saw you had a picture with Dallas. I did. I did. Uh, Dallas Goldtooth came to UW-Madison um, and was like the big culminating event for uh, UW-Madison's Native November. So he came. Uh -huh. um, it was an amazing community event. A lot of la I mean, obviously a lot of laughing. And he was so... Um, so real with us and i you know i like i like that um he talked about his his past history as an organizer um mm -hmm. and and the work that he did it particularly at, like at standing rock and and working right. to prevent um various you know pipelines going through indian country um mm -hmm. and you know i hope i hope that he the the things that he spoke resonated with some of those UW uh, native students. Um, and, and I'm hoping that some of them will listen to what he said and kind of follow those footsteps into to organizing our communities in order to make sure that we are getting, you know, getting all the services that we need and we're not having our resources stolen from us um, and that we're able to protect what we have. Um, and, and the best efforts are all the, these grassroots um, organizations and grassroots efforts that are really from the community and not somebody else coming in and saying, you need to do this. Um, yeah. Those are the best, best kinds of movements. 
Um, they're from the heart. Absolutely. And you know, I, I don't know if you know about, uh, how native roots radio started Arvina, but it was during standing rock. And let me just back up a little bit about standing rock, uh, because of all the misinformation that was going out there, we started native roots radio and, I went to Standing Rock four times, and Ho-Chunk had a camp there, too, which was really cool. And um, Dallas was my go-to person go-to person for daily information. He did a live Facebook on Facebook Hill because, you know, they were blocking the signals. <laughs> if you remember, they were blocking the signal, and there's only yep. strange little places you could get a signal, a Wi-Fi signal, and he would do a live update every week. So... I felt safe, or I knew it was going to when we traveled 10 hours to go drop off supplies at uh, Standing Rock. So, yeah, he's a, a great, not only a great comedian in 1491ers, uh, all those great skits over the years and Reservation Dogs. Uh, uh, what was the other show? Uh, uh, Rutherford was, Falls. Rutherford Falls, thank you. He was on that, and, uh, and he's been on a whole bunch of things. He's been on our show. Um, he is the real deal, like you said, and, uh, well-spoken and, uh, it's cool how I think celebrity does make the point. And I'm sure those young ones at UW did hear what he had to say because, uh, that, you know, he's out there doing it. Well, Dallas Absolutely. is, um, sorry, oh, sorry. I just wanted to mention too, Dallas is really involved in community radio and he really advocates for community radio hosts, especially tribal community radio shows. Um, I think it was maybe last month, but he, he put out a call where anyone could sign up via Google form to get um, an intro done by him for their radio show specifically. So he's a big advocate and big supporter for tribal uh, community radio shows too. And it's so funny, Arvina, we had Gary Farmer on and part of his history too is uh, gathering stations in Canada. Uh, and we did not know about that. That was really interesting that wow. he told us about that. Uh, so uh, being an artist and media, um, singing artist, and you know, like Bobby Wilson, former student of mine, that's a writer for Reservation Dogs and has been on the show many times and was also in Rutherford Falls, too, as an obnoxious. He was so good uh, in Rutherford Falls. <laughs> yeah. I think he was playing himself, though. No, just kidding. Oh, uh, but, uh, you know... The art, he's coming back to the Twin Cities in St. Paul to do a mural and things like that. So being part, the artists are speaking, and I think we all have that. We all have that in us, but it was great to hear. And Dallas is, is the real deal. Absolutely. He was so authentic during the whole time. You know, you really felt like he was sharing a piece of himself with us. Um, and, and that's got to be, that's got to take a toll on someone mm -hmm. it, to be that kind of transparent um, so often with the, with the, the kind of appearances that you do, you know, I, I really, I'm sorry, I'm shifting my spot here because my dog is, is <laughs> whining at me for not sitting here, but I, you, I imagine that that kind of make putting yourself out there like that is just so it's it's it can be very scary and it can and it can take a lot out of you. So I, you know, just have a tremendous amount of respect for him, you know, treating his appearance the way he does or his appearances the way he does and how he he really has an eye for our communities and and wants mm -hmm. people to be involved in whatever way that 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 may be um and i think that's so it's so it's so different than other celebrities you know maybe yeah. he's not he's not at like brad pitt levels yet but <laughs> maybe someday maybe mm -hmm. someday we'll see dallas goldtooth as sexiest man alive <laughs> Yes. Well, it's funny. His father, Tom Goldtooth, has been in uh, in the business of uh, water protecting and uh, and things like that for many, many years. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And uh, we're really blessed to have Tom up in the deep north here in Minnesota, Bemidji area, still working on things like that. And uh, um, good family, and it, it's great. And uh, yeah, I can't say say enough of, about him. And, and we came with, I, I brought, uh, my sister and I brought our, our kids and, <laughs> hey, 
cut it out. Sorry. <laughs> He's looking at me saying, I want on the chair. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think it's amazing to have a, an actual native person that our kids see on screen and they're really native. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like when I was growing up, what it was Lou Diamond Phillips and right. A. Martinez. Um, <laughs> and neither of them are actually native. Uh, so, you know, it's just, and, and then for, for them to not just be able to see actual native people who talk and act like their relatives on screen, but then get to see them at these appearances, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and watching, you know, he took pictures with everybody at the oh. end of the, at the end of the, um, his, his talk mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the way he interacted with the kids that were there was outstanding. And, you know, I just, I was, you know, maybe a little nervous about like, maybe, maybe the conversation might get a little body. Um, yeah. And it, it did a little bit, but nothing, nothing worse than the kids would see on TV anyways. Um, but he, he was so great with the, with the kids that came to take pictures with him. And, you know, I, it just, it makes me proud. Um yeah you know, that our kids get to have this experience and get to see someone like them on TV and then get to meet them and hear them talk about, you know, amazing and important things and also be super funny and laugh really hard. Yeah. You know, right. it was great. Yeah, that I is great. Go ahead. Dude, yeah, just to to meet people like that big uh, influencers in our communities is to meet them in real life and in person and be able to talk to them face to face just kind of proves that they're human too. And, you know, mm -hmm. you were all in the same spot at once. And, and if you work hard and you do the right things or, you know, you can end up like that too. So, you know, we can all kind of help each other get there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think too, uh, well, you know, what's interesting, Arvina, do you remember me? I was, the. uh, the voice of Wisconsin, uh, the Democratic Party for a, a weekend. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> well, I feel like a, a million people knew you, and uh, I was really impressed with that. And uh, that you're a doer, and I always have to remind our audience too that you were the first Native American, what we call here in the cities, a city council member in Madison, Wisconsin, and. Uh, I, I like to bring that up because, again, you are a doer and you are, are part of uh, working on things uh, to make them better for our community, for our BIPOC community, for our women community. And th that's real. And I, and I sensed that and saw that. And, I'm, and again, I, I, I say this a lot of times to a lot of our guests, and especially weekly guests like yourself. We're really blessed to have you Aww. on the show. And talk and have fun and talk about Wisconsin politics and talk about, you know, Minnesota politics. And, uh, I got to, I, and I, I just really, we really appreciate you being on. Yeah. I'm, I'm always happy and I'm always honored to, to be here. And I really, I really subscribe to the whole lift while you climb philosophy and that, you know, if I'm going places, I'm taking people with me, you know, um, so many people, especially in the political field, um, you know, have all of these connections. And I think of 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 the folks, you know, in our native communities that don't necessarily have those connections. Um, and I I, you know, want to be able to be accessible and want to be able to be one of those people that if, if they have questions about working in politics, like I'm here, I'm all ears. I will answer questions that that you may have. Um, you know, I, I want to do what I can to help get us into that into the room and at the table where all these decisions are being made, because you know, and, and we're lucky because we have our, you know, folks like you, we have our tribal representatives in these rooms, but we need people making decisions about healthcare that look like us. We need people in our communities who um, work in education to be at those, those meetings and, and at that table um, because, you know, what's the saying? If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And yeah. I think that we're seeing that with, with the whole situation with Lacta Flambeau is that, you know, that 
there are Republican lawmakers who are not treating our the 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 Lacta Flambeau tribal government um, as peers, right. you know, um, and trying to scold them for doing you know what they've had to do to protect their land and protect their resources. Um, you know, the more people like us that we have in those rooms, the less likely this stuff is going to happen because we understand the the importance of tribal sovereignty. And we know that it's not dependent on what Senator Mary Feltzkowski says, that that we do have these rights and 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 we do have certain responsibilities and we we do them the best we can. Um, so, you know, let's wow. get more of us in there, run for office, native people. Right on. And well said. And also, uh, real quick, 15 seconds, Emerge Wisconsin, uh, let's get a hold of you in Emerge Wisconsin. Yeah. Check us out. wi.emergeamerica.org. You, and you can email me at Arvina, A-R-V-I-N-A at emergewi.org. If you have any questions, I'm here to help. Big thank you, big peeny geeky. Thank you, Arvina. Have a great week and uh, go Packers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go Vikings. (laughs) We'll be right back. As we gear up for the holidays, let's keep our friends, relatives, and elders protected from COVID 19. Even though the emergency declaration is over, COVID-19 is still a concern, especially for those with compromised immune systems. So when you get together this holiday season, opt for outdoor gatherings if weather permits or well-ventilated indoor spaces. And here's a tough one. If you're feeling unwell before your gathering, stay home. It may not be much fun, but it goes a long way towards keeping our cherished elders healthy. After your event, keep an eye on your health. Test if you notice symptoms. If you're traveling in crowded places like airports, put on a mask for that extra layer of protection. Let's make this holiday season the healthiest ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more tips, visit health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh! 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 Oh, there he is! Look at that! Look at that! Oh, he's there got the wolf. Is. He's got the wolf hat there. Still waiting for that. Still waiting for that invite uh, to courtside with you, uh, Bob. And uh, I'm looking at my email every morning. Hey, we're uh, we have Bob Blake from Red Lake, which I love always to say, but he's the owner of Solar Bear and the Solar News here on Native Roots Radio, and also. Uh, executive director of Native Sun, a nonprofit uh, solar company. Uh, Bob, before we get going with the news, uh, uh, Vikings. Oh my God, Vikings! What? What the three to? What, I thought I was in 1971 again when we had no quarterback and the best defense in the country. Yeah! Wow! Isn't that incredible? I, you know, it, really, Robert. I don't know what they're going to do. They, they really need to figure out this quarterback situation. I, I, 
you know, Dobbs actually, I actually felt like they should never have let Dobbs get a peek at the playbook and see our five plays <laughs> because yeah. it seemed like he was better when he was like the Tecmo or yeah. the like, you know, quarterback when he was just like <laughs> making it up as he wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and then the, the thing about him, too, and I don't I want to turn this into Vikings talk, but the thing about him, too, he was a starter for the Cardinals when we got him, and his record was 2-7 and seven when we got him. So he was no savior. Um, and w- this is our fourth quarterback, and uh, uh, pray for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and Kevin O'Connell was a quarterback. Right. You know, when he was in the NFL. So, you know, I, I don't know where we go from here, honestly, um, Robert, because it, it just seems like, you know, you know, Kirk is he's a little old now. You know what I mean? And and, and the thing about it is you these defenses are so athletic now, Robert, yeah. that you really need an athletic quarterback now. You just can't sit back there and stand in the pocket. You know, because yeah. these these guys are just so athletic now. Yeah, that's why I had to retire. You know, my bad knees and me and Joe Namath, we couldn't really move around back there much more. <laughs> Broadway Joe, Broadway <laughs> Robert, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we got Bob Blake with the Solar Bear with the Solar News. What's happening, Bob? Hey, Bob. Uh, here's here's what's going on, Robert. I was going to call you Bob Pilot. That's okay. um, uh, your grandfather did. You could do that. Yeah. Well, that's what Joe calls you still, Bob Pilot. Um, yeah. Um, so here's what's going on, Robert. In in in, in the uh, the Arctic is warming, threatens wider world with rising sea levels. Now we've always known this was happening, but the problem is now is that it's happening exponentially. Yeah. Um, we know this is. We're in Minnesota. It's what December. 13th, 14th right now, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's 40, 50 degrees outside. So, um, people, uh, this is a problem, um, and this is going to be an even bigger problem for our lakes and for the things that right. we hold safely here in the state of Minnesota. Um, so, yeah, this is not... You know, you know, I take a walk down to the river every day when I'm healthy, and today I walk down there, and, you know, I live kind of by the Lock and Dam over... Uh, by the Ford uh, or by the Fort Snelling, and uh, there is no water going over the dam, and there's islands I've never seen before. Yeah, and and I think the big thing that people are going to have to understand is like you know our fresh water, right? Like you know this right. is the source of life, and and like I always tell people, it's it's not going to be, you're not going to get the hundred, you are going to get the hundred twenty degree weather that's constant, right? And but the big problem is going to come when um, we can't feed people. And that's why, you know, we need to really focus in on agrivoltaics. We need to focus, you know, a, a friend of mine um, about a year ago told me, he goes, Bob, we just streamlined, you know, like 30 gigawatts of agrivoltaics in Europe because they had like a couple of years ago, like extreme heat waves and it destroyed their crops and it was difficult wow. for them to feed the people in Europe. So, they're like, you know, the United States has to get on this, you know, and um, I'm telling you right now when these especially when these farmers find out that, you know, selling corn, you know, for ethanol is not going to work anymore because you have electric vehicles and hydrogen vehicles. Right. I mean, you know, these these farms are going to go bankrupt. So they really need to start focusing in on agrivoltaics. And I encourage people that, you know, please talk to your elected representatives, say, hey, solar bears talking about. Let's move to agrivoltaics now. Like, let's start getting a plan together and working with our farmers because this is going to become a problem, Robert. Hey, could you explain what that is, Bob? I'm not sure if I know. Yeah, yeah. So, everyone, um, agrivoltaics is basically solar energy on top of crops, right? And, oh. and there's been, there has been um, a lot of research on this, especially at the National Re- Renewable Energy Laboratory out in Denver, Colorado, um, around agrivoltaics and the, the actually the crops and the you know what they're growing underneath them um, actually uh, the, the food is coming out better <laughs> so so you is know it, um, is so it magnified so too uh, through through the solar yeah. panels yep absolutely that's exactly what's happening and and uh, see the, the the rays of the sun right is what's damaging the crops 
right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and and so it's like you know, why do you have to replace your roof, everybody? Because the rays of the sun are damaging your roof, right? That's just damaging the shingles, and so you know that that's the real reason right there, and why you know you want to be able to, as a farmer, um, start uh, you know producing energy while you're producing your crops. Yeah, big. Uh, that's that's something we should really talk about uh, more because that's that's got to be uh, something we really look at. And uh, with Europe, you know, we have such a short memory. I forgot all about that where they had that the the crops were destroyed and and, and yeah. the line and everything. Yeah, um, USDA and I think uh, you know made a big pledge on this. You know, at COP twenty eight just recently, the big climate wow. conference over in um, uh, Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. And, um, and of course, you know, there has been also, you know, some other, you know, pilot projects that are happening around this, but it's not enough, Robert. It needs to happen a lot sooner and a lot quicker. And I guarantee you in the next couple of years, we're going to get a heat wave and we're going to get a drought and it's going to wake everybody up and they're going to sit there and say, Oh, why do we have food shortages on the shelf? Oh, I know why, because you know, we're, we're, we can't grow crops right now. So it's, it's a, it's a real problem. Yeah, and and it's funny you should say that too because I feel like since COVID and uh, people hoarding stuff and all all that and people not being able to manufacture things or get parts from China or whatever, we still haven't rebounded. I'll go to a place, uh, a convenience store of sorts, and they are still out of stuff. Uh, that's you know, and and that has been on the minds of a lot of business professionals too because the obviously the um, we have a labor shortage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that we're not talking about. And the second thing is, is, you know, how do we expect our, you know, our stores to keep things in stock for us if, you know, they, they, they can't even afford to replace and, and get the stuff because of inflation and the, and the, and the rise in cost of goods and services, right? So yeah. it, 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 it's, it's, and, and I, and I really, and everyone, this isn't a Biden fault. This isn't, yeah. <laughs> this is just the no. situation, everyone. And, and I want everyone to understand that the, the, the environment and everything that's happening with it is going to affect every little thing along the supply chain uh, process. And actually, because of the Inflation Reduction Act, we've created more jobs in manufacturing. These are some of the things that we're, we're dealing with. So, the, you know, Let's not take a step backwards, you know. Absolutely. And And we're going to be revving and talking about that. Hey, Bob, can you hold on for a second after the show? I got to share something with you. Hey, uh, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. We were just with Bob Blake of Solar Bear with the Solar News, PD Geeky. We're still here. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now. 